Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper. This is a podcast by the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. We are your hosts. We have today Matt Lancetel, who is an intuitive life and spiritual coach and counselor focusing on healing and empowerment. We also have Reno Johnston, who is a life coach, business consultant, and director of marketing for the Body Electric School. And myself, my name is Michael Zerio. I'm a life and wellness coach specializing in sexuality, relationships, and self-confidence. We each have our own coaching practice, but in this podcast, we're sharing all of our best stuff. And today we are talking about energetic attraction. Fun topic. Uh, and so what will we, some of the questions we'll be answering today are what traits make someone attractive? How much control do you have over who you're attracted to? And how do you actually become more energetically attractive? So we will be continuing this discussion on the last Thursday of the month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout. This is where we give you guys a chance to share your own thoughts and topics, share your own thoughts on the topics we discuss here. So if you want to join us, please join the Gay Men's Brotherhood Facebook group and check out the events tab to RSVP. Also, if you're on our mailing list, we will send you an, an email the day before the event so that you have the Zoom links. Reminder that this podcast and YouTube channel are listener and viewer supported. So if you enjoy what we're creating here, you can go ahead and support us by making a donation using the link in the show notes. You could also subscribe to get early access to episodes on Apple Podcasts. All of your support helps us to continue making content and supporting this community. So we thank you very much in advance. And finally, if you're looking to accelerate your personal development journey, please check out our coaching collection. This includes two courses, Healing Your Shame, Building Better Relationships, and over 45 premium personal development coaching videos on topics under the umbrellas of body positivity, relationships, self-confidence, and community. So please head over to gaymengoingdeeper.com for more info. All right, let's jump in. Today, we're talking about attraction. And first, I want to acknowledge that there are lots of different types of attraction out there, but today we're focusing on the romantic variety of attraction. So there's sexual attraction, which is more carnal desire. Uh, there's an aesthetic attraction, which is, you know, appreciating someone's beauty, but not necessarily <clears throat> needing it to be like a, a, a physical attraction or romantic. Uh, there's emotional attraction, which is a desire to be emotionally open with somebody and, and maybe vulnerable. Uh, and then there's an intellectual attraction, which is being attracted to someone's intellect or you know, the, they're, they're something it's, it's at a more cerebral level than a more than a physical or aesthetic level. But yes, today we're focusing on romantic attraction, which could be a combination of all of the above, um, which is kind of fun. And specifically when we're talking about romantic attraction, we're talking about energetic attraction. So what does that mean? Okay. So science has proven that attraction is mostly unconscious. It happens in the part of the brain that is responsible for your emotional responses, not so much in the rational part of your brain. So oftentimes we're attracted to people and we don't really have logical reasons for it. We just have a feeling. Um, and that's also why we can feel attraction towards somebody within seconds of seeing them or even just within minutes of getting to know them, right? Even before our brains have had time to logically analyze the situation. A lot of times people will say, I don't know, I'm just attracted to this person. I can't quite put it into words. And that's that's what we mean. It's very much an un unconscious emotional thing, well, which explains why you can be attracted to people who often aren't your type. It's just this feeling that like, I don't know why I just am. Or at the same time, you could be not attracted to people who tick all the boxes, like logically, mm. but there's just no attraction there. Mm. Um, another thing I see is... <laughs> being attracted to people who have very clear red flags. Like, you know, this person is not, should not be for you yet. There's something about them that you just want to jump and in, jump and in, jump into the sack with them. Um, so this is, this explains why that's the case, right? It's not necessarily a logical thing. So what I want to kind of lay out at the beginning of our conversation today is that everyone, all of us, Matt, Reno, myself, you listener, viewer are emitting an energy always, right? You can call it an aura. You can call it a vibe, whatever you want to call it, but it's this unseen yet very powerful force uh, that people are either drawn to or repelled by, <laughs> and they won't necessarily know why, and you might even not necessarily know what you're emitting or, or, or how people are reading it, but the important thing to realize is you can tap into this energy and you can influence it, and so we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. Mm. 
So one of the first questions I have for you guys is, uh, what makes someone attractive to you, right? What energies are you attracted to? Uh, and we're going to start off today with Reno. I'd love to hear what you have to say on this. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, you slay that intro every time. <laughs> I just have to yeah. say, I'm like, oh yeah. my God, Michael, every time you slay you. the intro. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so I was I was laying in bed being all cute last night. <laughs> And, and I was like reflecting <clears throat> on questions and the downloads that I got were like, they're all messes. Um, it came through as smell, mm. style, substance, smarts, soul, and sex appeal. Mm. And I can kind of get into that a little bit further, yeah. but, but before I do, I want to say the other day, so we were about to start house meeting and we're all sitting in the living room and there's a knock at the door. And so I get up to go answer it and I open the door. Oh my God. There's <laughs> standing there. There's and what? You're... There's this guy standing. Okay. Yeah. And he's like this, I don't know. He was probably about six feet tall, something like that. Um, <laughs> brown hair brown eyes he was kind of burly he had like a hairy chest um he was wearing a tank top and then this like plaid shirt over top and like shorts and just the outfit was all over the place um and he had this kind of like awkwardness about him and I'm, I'm like who is this guy well it turns out he used to live at the house that I live in and he had come by to visit now, I saw this guy, and immediately I was like, like, I'm, I'm actually shaking a bit as I'm, as I'm describing this experience, because I was hit with this wave of stimulation. And, and then he came in and sat down. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm noticing my body. I'm like, what is going on here? Like this guy, this guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> smell. Oh my gosh. Like, and it lingered after he left. Now, apparently he had come from the gym and he's like, this guy probably doesn't wear deodorant. I imagine, <laughs> but his natural odor was so intoxicating. Oh my God. And I just couldn't stop looking at him. And it was bizarre because like, I guess he's kind of my type, but like, but isn't, but there was something there that had me just like hooked, you know, from the moment I laid eyes on him, it was a very fascinating experience and something that I'm realizing, because this is probably the, you know, maybe the second, second or third time I've really noticed this is that like smell for some reason is huge. And like more, more than I gave it credit for previously. Mm -hmm. The strange thing. Um, when I talk about, when I talk about swagger, um, I think that what I mean is how someone moves through the world. I think that when a person really owns who they are and they're, shameless and unapologetic about it like they they move through the world in a way that is unique to them without a lot of thinking about it and a lot of insecurity about it you know um i i perceive this person to and really like an ownership of it um i perceive these sorts of people to have what i call swagger and and that's attractive and i notice that and it almost doesn't matter what they're wearing um, it's like, are you owning it? You know, are you owning what's going on here? Um, style, I, I, you know, I think in some ways how a person adorns themselves is reflective of, you know, their inner world and their inner experience. And so um, that does stand out to me, but I don't mean style in the typical sense, like you're on trend and you're wearing all the designer clothes, etc. It's just, you know, 
how do you how do you adorn this this skin suit you're in you know um and for some people that's just like walking around in like shorts with like no shirt on you know but there's like but there's something to it there's something cool to it um substance again it's just like you know is there more to you is there more to you than than meets the eye you know is there more to you um than than sort of what's on the surface right beyond skin like what's what's going on in your inner world is there is there some flavor there some substance there um an intelligent person like someone who's someone who's smart knowledgeable you know who's who's who has experience, who's learned and and is curious and who's moved through the world and experienced different things. And um, the soul piece, I think is, is hard to put into words, but what I would say is, I think it's someone with depth. Like when I think of soul, I think of someone with a with a depth like someone who um who has a depth and who like radiates and exudes that depth um as they you know as they move through the world and and finally like sex appeal i mean that kind of goes without saying but it's like um You know, actually, it doesn't. And I'm I'm trying to figure out what I mean by that because I haven't quite put my finger on that, especially because, like, when I go back to this guy who showed up at the door the other day, like, there was sex appeal there, but, like, not in this... Mm, um, what's the word? Like, perf like, there was nothing to it, you know? I was just like, damn. Like, I want to, you know, I want to, like, play with your chest hair and, you know, bury my face in your armpits. <laughs> I don't know. It was just that I was like, I want to, like, I want to, like, feel you, you know, um, and be close to you. So, I don't know. There's something there. I haven't quite put my finger on that. But I know, for example, myself, like, I'm very in tune with my body and connected to my my body and, like, sort of the way I move in the world and how I carry myself. And I, I have been told that I, that I exude a certain sex appeal. I think I move through the world with a sort of sensuality and a swagger and a confidence that I guess gives way to sex appeal. So anyway, I digress, but yeah, I, I, when, when this topic came up, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer these questions. It was kind of a, weird topic for me but then it just kind of poured out so yeah mm. thank you for someone who had a hard time who said they had a hard time putting it into words i think you did a fantastic job yeah, putting all of that into words because <laughs> i got it and i resonate with a lot of what you said right now yeah amazing thank you yeah, yeah. it felt nice to feel that from you because i it, it, you know attraction isn't something i experience very often um, I, it's just not, you know, it takes a lot for me to be attracted to somebody and it's very, very rare that I'm attracted to people. I don't know what it is. And I think it's the Demi part of me, um, that it takes time. It takes a build. And, um, but there are things that I do look for as far as traits, um, which I'll speak to, but, uh, you know, it's funny Scorpio energy, Reno is that embodiment of sexual energy that even that shadow side of the sexual self and the deviant nature. So I always find that every Scorpio that I meet has like a very, very high sex drive and they move like, like water, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like this, I don't know. It's really, really interesting. It's almost kind of like the opposite of my sexuality. I find like I'm very air dominant. Like my sexuality comes from my mind a lot, which is uh, really interesting. And I feel like yours is definitely more embodied. Like it's like super embodied. Um, so interesting. Um, well, I, I guess the first thing I want to say is, you know, the, the, the pretty privileged podcast that I did had like a really 
triggering effect on a lot of people. And uh, I want to, for people that watch that and are listening right now or watching right now, I want you to really pay attention today because this is like, if you don't identify as being conventionally attractive and you struggle in the gay community with people finding you attractive, this is your this is your sweet spot. Learn how to work with energetics and how to become attractive and how to like love yourself and love your energy and exude your energy into the world. And you will be able to compete with all the people that have conventional attractiveness because this is that, like Michael said, this is that magic energy that people are drawn to and they don't know why they're drawn to it. Um, this is the, this is the, in my opinion, an evolved form of attractiveness. And um, that comes from the soul and comes from the energetic of who, who we are. So we have to be connected to our own energy in order to be connected to some, or in order to be attracted to someone else's energy. So I'm finding the more work that I do on myself, the more I'm tuned into this zone and less the physical attractiveness zone. And, and for me and my own perception of reality, I think it's an evolved thing for some people that they might not look at it like that. And that's fine. Um, but I'm finding that the more work I do and the more uh, conscious, you know, I use air quotes, I become like, the more that this is what I'm drawn to, I, I see people's souls, I feel people's energies. And I'm also a firm believer that people's physical appearance and physical attractiveness it depreciates, it declines based off of traditional social norms. So we're all moving in the direction of, uh, of this, in my opinion, right? So I wanted to preface with that because I think it's important to note. Um, so the, fir the very first thing that I am always drawn to, and I say this almost on every episode, what makes somebody very, very sexy is humility. And it is probably the, at the top of the chain for me because there's just something about humility. It's like this, it's, it's the opposite of ego. It's, it's somebody that's just rooted in the knowingness that they have shortcomings, the knowingness that they have brilliance and they're able to come to the table and bring both parts of them. And I think for me, as an empath, I feel people. That's that's literally what I can do, what I do. I feel people. And when people bring ego energy to the table, it's very, very unattractive to me. So when somebody owns that there, and we all have ego, but what it, I, for me, it's like more manipulative, like um, deceptive ego energy. When that's brought to the table, I feel it. And uh, so when someone recognizes their ego and they bring that to the table, I think there's something about it that's... Um, attractive right and I, I wrote a quote uh about a year ago on my on my instagram and it says uh, my insecurities make me humble and my humility is what makes me beautiful and for me this was what i was going through when i was like letting go of this attachment to my appearance and to perfectionism and really giving myself space to be insecure I have, I have a lot of insecurities and uh when i bring them to the table i always find that people are more attracted to me they're more they see my humanness and that's what i want to see in people i want to see their humanness I'm, I'm kind of at a stage in my life where i'm tired of facade i'm tired of inauthenticity i'm tired of ego and when someone has the courage to bring their humanness to the table it's so so attractive to me so that would be number one for sure um and honestly, Reno, I could have seconded everything you said. You, There's so many that I'm going to be repeating, so I won't go into too much detail with them. But smell, it would probably be number two. So smell can make or break. And I've, <clears throat> I've been with all types of people. And, you know, like you said, Michael, there can be that one attraction where it's like, man, like they check all the boxes, but there's, some, there's something missing. There's not that spark or that energy or their smell, their scent, their smell just doesn't do it for me. It's like a turnoff. And I have a very, very strong sense of smell. Um, so that's, a, that's almost like the, you know, date one, I'm like, I go in for a hug and I'm like getting a little sniff. I'm like, <laughs> Is this like a scent that I could see myself with for my life? You know what I mean? And um, so it's pretty funny. Um, the next one would be curiosity um, is such an important trait because, you know, and I know Michael will get this very much like we're, we're, we're highly cerebral people. We're very curious as Gemini's we're interested in everything. So when, when somebody takes an interest to back in me, because I literally, I make a living off of leading with my curiosity, taking an interest in people. And what I realized is 
and this is in the dating community, the dating pool um, is a lot of people I'll say, but men, I, I date men. A lot of men are not good at being curious. They're not good at reciprocation. They're not good at asking questions. They're not good at taking an interest in people. And you know, like on, like, let's see, I match with somebody on Tinder and I go in and I'm like asking all these questions. Cause I'm so curious almost to a, to a fault. Like people probably think I'm nosy, but I'm just hyper curious and it's never reciprocated. I find like people just never say, what about you or tell me about, right. So I'm kind of like, what is going on? Like, why are people so disinterested or, or I don't know. So for people that are listening, like if you want to show somebody that you're into, into them, take an interest, ask questions, be curious. And I find, so when somebody does that for me, it makes me feel seen. It makes me feel heard. It makes me feel valued. And that incites attraction for me. So t- a curiosity, I think is, is such an underrated, um, I don't even know, skill, I guess that we have or, or, uh, or virtue. <clears throat> Next one would be kindness. So when, like, let's say if I'm on a date with somebody and they talk about, um, I don't know, that they go and volunteer at like old folks homes or something. And they're just like, they're, they have a kindness about them and they care about humanity and they want to do good in this world. Like that for me is everything. And how I can tell, I can tell somebody's kindness by their eyes. Uh, kind eyes is like just that thing where, you know, like when they kind of smile and there's just a kindness in their eyes, like I'm very, very attracted to to kindness. And that's definitely the Demi part of me because I can feel that I can feel their big heartedness and it draws me right in. Um, next one is empathy. Uh, empathy again, it's like curiosity. It's so underrated. And, and, um, I think when we practice empathy, we're, we're mirroring to somebody, uh, their humanness. And we're saying like, I understand and I relate, I've been there. So there's, I think for me, there's an element of humility that we need to practice when we're practicing empathy. Um, because it means I've been there too. I, I see you. Right. And, uh, when somebody can acknowledge the things that we're going through or have been through, um, it creates a common, a common thread for us to be able to move towards each other. Right. And that common thread is our humanness and, and the human condition that we all share in. Uh, very important. Uh, my next one is groundedness. Um, I've always been attracted to grounded men, like uh, people who are earthy, who like to spend their time in nature. Um, yeah, there's just something about it, that energy that moves downward. I, I can just feel it, you know what I mean? And I'm usually the energy that moves upward. So I feel like I'm attracted to the energy that moves downward, like that really earthy. Um, I don't even think I've dated another air sign. Now that I think about it, I've always dated like water signs, earth signs. So it's kind of interesting that I, that I usually go, there's, there's, I got too much air in my chart. I've got like five Gemini's in my chart, which is like, holy crap. Um, Next one would be masculinity. Um, And I know this is so um, subjective for people. Like, what does that mean? But I'll maybe explain what it means to me. Like um, I'm attracted to, to men who are rugged, who are like blue collar, um, they work with their hands. They, again, they're earthy, they're handy, um, deeper voices, um, uh, the way they move their hands. Like there's kind of like a bit of a rigidity to the way they move, like too much like of that. It's just not something I'm, I tend to be sexually attracted to. I can be attracted to it in like, wow, that looks really beautiful the way they're moving. But if I'm, you know, to be honest for me to be like, oh, like, yeah, I want to, I want to move towards that sexually. It's probably not um, the quality that I look for. Um, And there's something about masculinity for me too, that it's like cradling, like it holds the masculine energy holds very well. And I like that. And it's something probably that I haven't experienced much in my life um, is being held. I am usually the holder. So I know that my next partnership, um, the guy is going to be really good at holding and also being held because I love both. I like to, I like to be big spoon and little spoon. I like to kind of cradle, but I also like to be cradled. So, um, you know, that's, that's really important to me. Um, hygienic. It's just, I, in my opinion, it goes without saying, like, I am, I've said this on the podcast before. I'm the opposite of a piggy. I'm not interested in, in (laughs) pigginess. And if you're into that, all the power to you, that's great. But for me, I'm I'm just all about the hygiene and uh, and good smelling breath and uh, you know 
And I would bury my face into someone's pits, Reno, but they would have to <laughs> not be too musky. <laughs> um, and then unconventional. I love unconventionality because it's like, um, that's how I live. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a conventional person. Um, I don't follow trend just because everyone else is doing it. Like, I like people that, you know, will check in and be like, okay, this is this in alignment to me? Is this authentic to me? No, I'm not going to do it. So they're willing to stand up for what they believe in. Um, they don't go along with the herd, so to speak, because I, I, I definitely think that's important to me. Uh, and then depth. I love how you said that. I added that after you said that, Reno, because for me, I, I'm an inward traveler. I have been my whole life. I've been digging and digging and digging inside myself my whole life. And I've been discovering and discovering and discovering. And, uh, that's when, so in order for me to, to move towards somebody and my energetic attraction is usually governed by this, they have to have been digging <laughs> because I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody where, um, they, they don't understand the depths that I've gone. They don't understand the suffering I've been through and the joy I've experienced. And like, I want somebody that's also traveling inward and doing, and doing the, their inner work. Um, and that creates depth. I think the, the more, the more struggle I, I find, and it doesn't just have to be struggle or suffering, but I find it's usually characterized by that. The deeper somebody is, the deeper their character, the more trauma they have, the more they have had to dig into themselves, the more they've had to do that. And and that's what I insert into, right? The energetics, I, I insert into somebody's depth, they insert into my depth and we, 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 we bond. Um, so yeah, it's pretty beautiful. So I love that one. And I'm complete. You guys got some real good ones. <laughs> yeah, uh, I second everything Rito said for sure. And then Matt, you had some great ones as well. So I don't know what else to say for me. I mean, <laughs> all of that. And I love that. I love that what we talked about here. I did a I did a post in the Gay Men's Brotherhood a while back about mm -hmm. um, on one column was like conventionally sexy. And then another column was energetically sexy. Yeah. And then I, I asked people in the group, I said, put in the comments, you know, what you find energetically sexy. So I'm going to put that same uh, request out to the viewers and listeners out there. If you're mm -hmm. watching us on YouTube, or if you're in the, the Facebook group, go ahead and put in the comments what you find energetically uh, attractive. Yes. So for me, everything that you guys said is, is I would agree with that. Um, I want to answer it in a, like, I kind of thought about it for like, if I'm looking at someone from far away and I don't know them versus when I'm, when I'm kind of talking to them or meeting them versus when I actually know them and they're like in my circle. Mm -hmm. So um, from afar, like you had said, Matt, it's all in the eyes. And like you had said, Reno, the word swagger is great. How they carry themselves in the world yeah. says so much to me. It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be a certain way. It doesn't have to be like this confident, like swagger. It just, I can be super attracted to this shy, quiet guy in the corner who looks really awkward. And I will just be like, oh my God, he is so hot. Like something about him just turns me on. Yeah. And when I started thinking about why that is, I could also be attracted to the very assertive kind of commanding man, right? Who has all the people around him. I could be equally attracted to both. Um, but I think what it is, is that it's authentic and I can sense that I can tell when it's, even if it's the shy, awkward guy in the corner, if it's authentic, I will find that attractive. Cause he's not trying to be the other guy. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's from, from far away. I'm thinking like if I'm at a bar or something, then when I'm engaging with somebody and they've like come to talk to me or if I've come to talk to them, those first few seconds, even the first few minutes of talking to them, it's eye contact, right? Um, again, eyes are the window up to the soul as they say. And so, yeah, like I can, same with you, Matt, I can sense those warm eyes, those kind eyes. I also love a good mischievous set of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so someone's giving me like lustful eyes. I'm like, I'm picking up what you're putting down and I want it too, but there's no words exchanged. It's just like, we are fucking each other in each other's minds and we both know it and we both like it. Um, awesome. So again, it's, it's not one kind, but it's definitely that. And then the other thing that you said, and I want to underline it too, is uh, listening. I agree with you completely. Um, someone who listens actively or just takes takes an interest. I don't it's like just gives a shit, and you can tell they actually give a shit. Yeah. Uh, very very underrated thing. Yeah. And then finally, when I know somebody, when they're like in my circle, and you know, uh, people that that I'm energetically attracted to would be um, people who have like I call it a joie de vivre. Um, they just have this. They like being in the world, right? And they don't sweat the small stuff too much. They have some kind of passion for something. Um, it's, a, it's a lightness. It's not 
it's not quite a sense of humor, but they just go through the world with this kind of lightness and and they yeah they don't sweat the small stuff they know that there's shitty things going on in the world uh but they don't try too hard you know you said it so well in yours so i'm just going to take what you said and <laughs> and say that's my answer uh yeah so that's that's me um but let's talk a little bit about how much control we have over this stuff mm-hmm. how much control do you have over who you're attracted to reno oh my god well i this one I kind of struggled with a little bit. I keep saying that, but maybe I didn't actually <laughs> struggle with any of these questions. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, also, I just have to say, I love what you said about um, like that mischievous look in someone's eyes because I definitely have that. Like, I can be really sweet and really sincere. And then also, like, sometimes I'm like, I'm a little brat, you know? Mm, yeah. And enjoy it. Like I enjoy just being like, I now I call it loving disruption, you know, because I don't mean I, it's not, it, it doesn't come from a place of like wanting to create <clears throat> anyone. It's more like, let's like muck around in things a bit. Let's like fuck the status quo for a moment and just mm-hmm. like, you know, have a bit of fun, get into a bit of trouble, see what happens. Um, but <clears throat> this piece around, control over who we're attracted to what I came up with is that it's nuanced I think it's some nature and some nurture and I guess what I mean by that is like I you know what I'm going to keep coming back to this guy who showed up at the door because it's just so honestly it's like it's so synchronistic that we're having this conversation and that happened um I had like there was no control you know, I was just like, oh, hello. Um, and and it surprised me. And I've been in those situations where I, I'm almost like, yeah, I'm like shocked and kind of surprised at how promptly um, I experience attraction to someone. Like there's no there's no thinking about it. There's no real processing. And if there is, it's like it's prompt and it's almost unconscious or like subconscious and so that's a really interesting phenomenon to me um but then there's this piece where we can nurture it and I've seen that come up in a couple of situations more than a couple but there are two that stand out one was this exercise where we were asked to find an inanimate object and we were asked to bring our full presence and awareness and particularly our full loving presence and awareness to this inanimate object. And what I found was <clears throat> over a short period of time, I started to develop an affinity for this inanimate object. I started to feel love for it. And in this interesting way, it started to, um, it's like I gave it life. It started to take on a sort of life, an identity. And um, I mean, this is a, this is a larger conversation about how much of a person we're experiencing versus how much we're sort of either projecting onto that person and experiencing or or sometimes our power to draw out certain qualities within people, places, things, etc. So um, the other the other scenario where this <clears throat> sort of nurture piece came into play was um, at a workshop actually with the Body Electric School. And we were we were in this room full of people with like different bodies and, you know, different body types, different ages, et cetera. And I feel like I came in with some hangups about like, you know, um, like how am I gonna relate to these bodies? How am I gonna relate to people who are this age, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff over time was dissolved and diminished um, as a result of these opportunities and moments to drop into um, connection and intimacy and really seeing these people and the essence of them and not just their flesh and, and bone and sort of what was on the surface. And so, um, yeah, I think all those experiences sort of 
lead me to conclude that for myself, it's it's nuanced and I think it's some nature and it's some nurture, you know. Um, certainly I have preferences as, as I think we all do. And also I've seen those preferences um, dissolve or kind of go out the window um, in the face of something kind of indescribable. It's as if like love or some force kind of sweeps in and suddenly I'm attracted to this person who for all intents and purposes, I would not have been attracted to before. I'm like, you don't check off any of my boxes, you know, like I, wow. Okay. So yeah, I'd say that's, that's my answer to that question. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I kind of changed the direction I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm going to take it from the dualistic perspective because I always do. So, um, my ego is attracted to a set of things and my soul is attracted to God knows what, honestly, it, that's, that's, if you look at my, my track record of all the guys I've dated, they're very unconventional, not traditionally attractive guys. And they, but there's just been this crazy energetics, right? So I tend to usually be governed more by the soul attraction, but then I always tell stories about attraction to myself. Like, oh, I'm not attracted to that. Or, you know, this is a no, that, that those, those type of people annoy me. So whatever, whatever. So, um, I do think that if we're looking at changing attraction, I think we can change the ego attraction. And I think this brings us into the conversation that we talked about on the, um, unconscious bias, episode around preference and prejudice because i think our ego has experiences it perceives the the world through a certain lens a certain reality and we start to say well that group of people is they're not my people and you know these people are and we start to create all these preferences and perhaps in those preferences there is um whether you know covert or or overt prejudice so i just think that that's important to note um so in the ego realm i think yes we can change attraction for sure i think we can do the unconscious bias healing work that we talked about and we can start to uh, undo the maybe some of the programming that we've had around prejudice um and then i do also believe that our preferences can also be changed too if we deprogram um the social conditioning around social norms and who we should be attracted to if we're this or that um but I, do, I, I don't think so on the soul side, because I don't, it's too, there's too much variability. It's like, I don't know what I'm attracted to on that side. It's an energetic, it's like a, it's a whole pool of energy that I'd never know what it's going to be. And that's the beauty of becoming more soul centered is it's like, it's a very pleasant surprise when it's like, oh, like, I did not think that that attraction was going to be there with this person. And I've also, you know, had connection with people who I thought for sure they would be right up my alley. They're very attractive and, you know, but there's nothing, no spark. Right. So <clears throat> I find that to be interesting. So I will say like on the, the more of the ego side, like I do believe uh, it's, there's an evolution too, as we become less uh, connected to that egoic part of us. I do think, you know, just like our taste, our taste buds change. I do think our taste for people change as well. And I'm noticing that as I'm, as I'm getting older too, like my taste is completely different than what it used to be when I was younger. So I've been kind of just really um, celebrating that. And then there's this element of healing for me. Like I used to be so drawn to avoidant attachment styles and men that were avoidant and they made it like a challenge to, to try and conquer them. And, you know, I got freaking daddy, daddy shit coming out in that space, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, you want me to work for your, your, your approval and love? Sure. Sign me up. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. And then once I conquer it, and that's why the sex is so good with avoidant men for me, because it's like, I'm finally conquering it in that moment right so anyways this is old patterning like i'm not playing this out anymore thank god because i did for almost 15 years and it led to nothing but pain and suffering it was brutal so um the healing for me has changed who i'm attracted to because i now see red flags of avoidance and i'm like turn the other way like i don't even i don't even entertain it and i and i i get that people that are in that attachment style like they're healing and there's work to be done but for me i know that it's it's I got to stay away from that attachment style. It's not good for me. Um, 
So that is that I think is a big, big part of a big part of this is if you really want to change who you're attracted to and you're attracted to people that are um, loaded with red flags and they're not good for you, there's usually if we're attracted to red flags, it's a sign there is something in us that needs to be healed or tended to uh, or worked on. So uh, and I, I had to learn that the hard way, unfortunately. So. Um, that's why I do a lot of attachment work in my practice is because I want to help people not make the same mistakes that I made and learn how to kind of heal the parts of us that are attracting uh, wounded or, or toxic people. I hate that word. Toxic is such a mm. dirty, dirty word, but there are toxic people in, in our world. We have to be honest about that too. So, yeah. Uh, and can I just say, I'm not going to front. I love a red flag. I'm like a <laughs> I'm like one of those bowls you see. <laughs> That's me. I love red. I'm like red flag. <laughs> I, I, still got, I, I still got some work to do. But I think yeah. I just, I'm like, I see fire. I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Let's see what's over there. So yeah. yeah. It's totally the conquest. You're right. I am right? very much the same. I'm like, ooh, like this is a challenge. I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great shares, guys. This is good. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. I think it'll be mm -hmm. really helpful for a lot of people. So, I think for me, yeah, you know, it's not, I have no control at first. It happens without my permission completely. It's just like, I'm not looking for it. I don't want it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm attracted to this person. Um, but I, I will say this, I can influence it with like my mind. Because the like we said at the beginning, it, it's it's an emotional thing that happens kind of unconsciously at that part of your brain that doesn't really have logic. And, and that's very true for me. Um, but I can kind of talk myself into attraction a little bit, and I can also talk myself out of it with my brain, with my intellectual brain. Now, I will say this, the emotional side is far more powerful and far more compelling to me. Um, it's a lot of like mental gymnastics to try to create attraction or try to like dissuade myself off of somebody um, to do it like very intentionally, but it, it's possible. I'll also say this, it, it does change over time. Uh, like my tastes and preferences will change over time, but also my attraction towards an individual person will change over time as I get to know them more. And that could increase as I get to know them or it could decrease as I get to know them. Mm -hmm. uh, the real them, like as I get to know them authentically, as I spend more time with them. Um, I think that's why a lot of times people will get friend zoned, like the attraction will just go away because like you've seen you've seen how they make the sausage. <laughs> so you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm good. <laughs> 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 but also as I get to know someone deeper, I will find them more attractive. So look at my partner, for example, right? Like obviously I was attracted to him in the beginning, but getting to know him and having experiences with him like together, like as we built that intimacy, that experiential intimacy, I got to see his softer sides, his fears, like that deeper emotional piece of him. Mm -hmm. He became physically more attractive. Like I mm -hmm. find him even more sexy in a different way because that energy is kind of complementing the, the outside beauty, right? Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I think, I think you can influence it, but at the end of the day, for me, the, the emotional kind of primal stuff is far more compelling. Yeah. And shout out to Star cause he's beautiful. Yeah. He is beautiful, ain't he? The energy he exudes. He's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. He is sweet. Yeah. yeah. He's a beautiful he's a man. Gentle, he's a that. gentle giant. Yes. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Star. Hopefully he's listening. Um, <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about how someone out there can become more energetically attractive. And Matt, I want to give kudos to you for, for mentioning that earlier about, uh, you know, for the people out there who don't find themselves conventionally attractive, this mm -hmm. is it. This is a great episode for you. So mm -hmm. yeah, how does one become more energetically attractive, Rena? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to take this one. I'll, I'll go first because, well, two things. One, with regard to what Matt said earlier, you know, a thought I had, and I, I wrote this down in my notes, was I wonder if the curse, the sort of curse or the caveat to pretty privilege is that people aren't always curious about who you are because they're focused on how you look mm -hmm. and validating them. You know, I just think there's always there's always um, two sides to things. It's like, yeah, you might have pretty privilege. But like, what does that come with? Or like, maybe you don't have pretty privilege, but what does that come with? You know, I don't think that I'm necessarily conventionally attractive. Um, that said, I, like, I've cultivated some really beautiful and attractive qualities in myself. And there's, there's, you know, there's more to me than like my physicality. And so I, I don't necessarily need to rest on, um, 
the fact that like I'm pretty or not, you know, it, I, I think that I'm good looking for sure I do. Um, but I, you know, but of course, there are a lot of other people who I perceive to be more desirable than me um, for a variety of reasons, you know. Um, but Matt, it's so funny because one of the first things you said earlier is you said humility. Mm -hmm. And um, I could hardly contain myself because the I literally have one response to this last question. It's like, how does someone become energetically attractive? And I had written humility. Mm. You know? um, I heard, I recently heard this really beautiful definition of humility. And it was something along the lines of um, humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's, it's, it's having less thinking of yourself, you know, about yourself. Yeah. It's not, it's not thinking, it's not, it's not reducing yourself. It's not thinking little of yourself. It's just, yeah just having less thinking about you, yeah. you know? And what I think is really beautiful about humility is that it creates space in yourself and in the world, in, in this space where you're engaging with a person, it, it, it creates space for them to enter, mm -hmm. you know, talking about curiosity and, 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 you know, qualities, qualities of that nature. And I think like, there's something beautiful about encountering a person and knowing that there's room for them, you know, mm. room for them, because I'm not caught up in like thinking about myself, about what I can get from them, about how they validate me, about blah, 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 blah. You know, I've been on dates with people who are just like so caught up in like thinking about themselves and, mm. you know, and it's actually, it's not attractive, you know, it's not attractive. And to me, like, I, and I say this with the utmost sincerity and, and like, and, and compassion, um, you know, that, that signifies to me that that person may still have a bit of work to do, you know, to get to a place where um, humility comes naturally to them, you know, where there's room for someone else where they can sit with someone and be curious and make space for them because isn't that a relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think <clears throat> most, yeah, I would say humility is, is a great, a great gateway, you know, into um, energetic attractiveness. Mm -hmm. And then I think beyond that, um, I'll probably leave it there for now. I might have something else, but humility, that's mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Beautiful answer. Mm -hmm. I applaud you only being able to pick one. <laughs> um, I've always got like a list of 10. I'm like, there, right. there might be more. There might be more. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah what about you? Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting because I'm realizing that I am attracted, energetically attracted to the opposite of who I used to be. So I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. So I used to be very, very obsessed with my body. I used to take all the selfies. I used to go to the gym. I used to flex in the mirror. I used to be so preoccupied with my physical shell. And when I see that in somebody, it is, it is so unattractive to me. So I feel like, you know, this is something that I needed to heal. I needed to learn how to become more humble. I need to learn how to internally validate and all these things. So when I see this in other people, it is activating, but it's like when I, when I see this on Tinder or whatever, like, I don't care how hot the guy is. Like I can tell by his photos that he's too into himself. I'll just, I'll swipe left. It's just not something I'm into. Um, so to answer the question, how does one become more energetically attractive? Yes. Humility. Humility is everything in this space, I think. And when we're humble, we're not, we're not preoccupied with our physical shell. We're focusing on how we can be the best person that we can be. And I, I love the, the quote that you said, uh, it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. Like that's, that is such a, a beautiful um, way to describe humility because we're, you know, and that's again, like kindness is part of that too, because when we're thinking about ourselves less, we're thinking about others more, we're thinking about being of service. And those are qualities that really make me drawn to somebody because I can tell that their heart is in the right place and that they're not self-obsessed, that they're, they're, they actually care about humanity and other people. Um, super important. But uh, what I'll say is, and, and I see this because I'm in the healing space, I say people's energy changes when they heal. 
So when we're stuck in toxic shame and trauma, we are putting out an energy of pain and hurt and anger and rage and all the things that underlie these, these, um, these forms of suffering. So if we want to change our energy, we have to change ourselves we have to change ourselves we have to heal right because when we do heal we're letting go of past pain and past pain is stored in our body it's in our cells it's in our makeup right and when we heal trauma for say we are literally tremoring we're releasing we're letting go of things and our cells start to change our makeup changes everything it's pretty miraculous so that's in my opinion like my vibration has completely changed since doing trauma healing work and i still have more work to do i'm doing it currently i'm doing a lot of trauma healing work and it's changing how i'm showing up and what's amazing is um animals are coming up to me like it's like crazy like animals want to be around me people want to be around me strangers come up to me on the street and and my vibration is it speaks for itself and i'm not saying it's it once you achieve vibration it stays that way because i have days where i'm in a lot of you know like i i have days where i hate the world and i don't want to be on this planet and when i'm in that energy people aren't coming up to me animals aren't coming up to me right so um i think that's a big part a big part of it here um, is is getting yourself to a place where you're you're what's the, even the word where you're centered in yourself and where where you've done enough work on yourself that you understand yourself and and you, you're um, you're conscious. I think that's probably a, a good word to 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 describe it. Um, and then once we do that work, I think there's this element of self worth that starts to come on. Like when we're when we have unhealed trauma and unhealed toxic shame, it impairs our ability to feel worthy. And we're always looking at our ourself through the lens of I'm not enough. Um, something's wrong with me. I'm broken. I'm defective. Whatever that is. And then we put that energy out into the world. And people people will treat us the way we treat ourselves. People will see us the way we see ourselves. So when we don't feel worthy, people won't see worth in us. It's kind of interesting kind of phenomenon. So when when we uh, begin to uh, do this work, I think we'll radiate that out. And for me, I, I, I equate kind of worthiness under the umbrella of like esteem and confidence. It's all kind of interconnected and related. And when when I am energetically attracted to someone, I'm usually attracted to their confidence, to them seeing that they are worthy of love and belonging. Right. That's a that's a, a really important uh um, trait is, is feeling worthy. Um, and the second last one I have here is be vulnerable. Um, I just think that there's something about vulnerability. Like I just, I love it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful quality and it's, it takes so much courage and people are so scared to do it. So when I see it and it's so rare that it's like, it's like seeing a unicorn, you know what I mean? You're like, wow, like this is so beautiful. And, and there's, there's a difference between I'll even say authentic vulnerability and like not inauthentic vulnerability. It's like people showing up and pretending to be vulnerable. Isn't vulnerability. I can feel it in my heart when somebody's vulnerable, it makes me well up. It makes me feel connected. It makes me feel alive, it makes me feel inspired. So that is what is, is the yumminess of life. So when I see that in somebody, I'm just like immediately attracted to them. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's so beautiful watching them expose their heart and soul to the world. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's really, really delicious. And the last one I have is again, I'll, 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 I'll play off of curiosity and this element of listening, Michael, like there's, that's such a, a beautiful quality. And when you can be a space holder, um, that's another thing that makes people sink in. I sink into people when they're good at space holding and I'm a really good space holder. So people sink into me and that's a really beautiful way to be um, energetically attractive and, and, and taking an interest, I think is this other piece. And, you know, I think about what I shared before about, about guys on Tinder and not taking an interest. And there's a, there's a saying in authentic relating and it's um, people become interesting when you become interested and if you're not asking the questions, people aren't going to be interesting. So start asking the questions, start, start putting in an interest in people. And, and again, it's the humility, take the attention off of yourself and put it onto other people. People will become interesting. Right. So, um, yeah, I just think that's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That curiosity mm -hmm. is a big piece. I think, uh, I was actually going to mention that, that there's, I think, I don't know who it was, but 
maybe it was Jane Fonda, but somebody had a quote that was exactly that. If you want to be interesting, be interested. It's very similar. And I love that. I was like, for anyone out there who's dating and who has a hard time dating, remember that, you know, just take, take your mind off of yourself and just be interested in the other person genuinely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Great shares guys. Again, you kind of, you kind of got everything that I had wanted to say. So notice for the viewer listener, we did not at all talk about abs, Mm -hmm. uh, beards, full head of hair, muscles. We didn't talk about bank accounts, social status, career, uh, Gucci, whatever's handbags. I don't know what the fuck they are. Uh, We didn't talk about, yeah, penis size. Yeah. We didn't talk about any of that. Right. And yes, I a hundred percent agree that this stuff is very compelling at first. You need, there has to be something about that person that is attractive maybe, but I promise you it becomes less important as time goes on. Like as you get to know them, all of a sudden that stuff becomes like, oh, okay, that's not as relevant. And what becomes more important is that energy, how they make you feel, how you feel when you're around them, what they are emitting most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the word that Reno used that I love is cultivate. I love that word. Uh, and and energy is definitely something that is fluid and changes moment by moment, especially if you're like me and <laughs> can go up and down very quickly, but also day by day, you know, year over year, it can change. And, and, and you want to get really good at cultivating intentionally an energy that you want to be in an energy that you do want to emit. So if you're new to this, uh, something that you can do is ask someone who you know really well and who knows you really well and who you trust to be honest with you and ask them, Hey, what energy do I give off? And be prepared for an answer. Uh, I did this a long time ago with one of my friends, and he had told me I give off a very sad energy. And I was. I was at the time very sad. And so I was at this bar thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to have fun. But he's just, you know, he's like, no, no, like we can tell, we can tell you're sad. We can feel it. Even though I wasn't saying sad things, I wasn't acting sad overtly, they could sense it. Um, so, yeah, that, that's an interesting way to kind of find out where you're at. <laughs> It's just ask somebody, hey, what vibe am I giving off right now? I'm so tempted to play this game right now. That's, I was just going to say that. Let's we should. Do it. Okay, I'm like, should we play this or right yes, now? Yes, yes. We have time. Who, who wants to start? What vibe am I giving off? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll start. I'll go. Um, so we're talking about right now or are we talking about overall in general? Let's do overall. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say overall. Yeah. So when so i want to speak to when i met you michael because your your energy um over zoom was like more like go with the flow kind of energy and 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 you know and then when i met you in person it was very like grounded very like kind of commanding like you had this like presence about you that was like very certain and very sure um which was very very nice um I want to just tune in for a second. What do I feel? It's like a very friendly energy. You have a very friendly energy. Um and very curious. You have a very curious energy and I'll say versatility. That's like an energy that I pick up from you. Like you could go with the flow like really like you could go and have fun here here and here so there's kind of like this really playful adventurous part of you yeah thank you you know what's yeah. great about this matt is you're the only one who's met both of us in person yeah that's right, right. you guys have never oh, met him right. Re- reno and i have no- i only know reno from here and like on instagram watching his beautiful videos um yeah yeah. I'm convinced we're I'm convinced this summer is the summer I meet you in person. Though. Yes, let's make it happen. I'll say it for a while. I'm like, this is the summer I'm in Toronto and I'm meeting y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what came through for me with you is like the first thing was just like your sweetest pie. And I was trying to think of what pie. And it's, <laughs> it's cherry. Cherry. It's you know, it's like that, like that like vivacious red and it's like sweet but it's tart and it's got depth to it and then like the crust is like filling <laughs> party um and yeah it's it's like yeah you to me are like like cherry pie you're I cherry love pie. It. yeah i'm tasty as fuck yeah that's my and favorite you really pie. are <laughs> you really are yeah yeah thanks guys cherry pie. yeah so matt when you met Reno, what was the, what was the energy in person? Um, what can I expect? Oh, and you can be totally, 
You yeah. Well, oh, I, I, yeah. I always yeah. am. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know me. Come on. I always am. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. Um, Reno has your energy. I, I, I experienced as like in and then out and in and out like you kind of had this like pull like you go in and then you're kind of like looking to see like how is it going to respond and then you go in and then you come out so there's I felt like this dance like your energy is very dancey um yeah. which I find intriguing right um yeah. but you as a person there is I do pick up pick up on that mischievous energy I know you like to muck around <laughs> when you said that I was like oh that's so Reno mucking around um, yeah <laughs> There's like a, there's like a, an energy of like wisdom. Like a, there, like you got an older soul. Like I can feel, um, and the depth, I do feel the depth around you. Um, but there's this, there's this energy that I pick up from you. That's like very soft and like easy to like do that with, you know what I mean? Like I think about the time that we were on the beach and just like laying there and it was just like, it just felt like, that's yeah, one of my you, favorite pastimes with you. Yeah, it was beautiful. So there's like an open, there's an openness to you, right? It's easy to move into you and men towards you. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> what about uh, you, Monica? For for you, Reno? Yeah. Yeah. Um again having having not met you in person, what I what I anticipate it will feel like uh, would be very warm inviting um definitely igniting that mischievousness that exists within me i think we can get into a lot of trouble <laughs> if we're not careful yes uh, which i like um yeah. and swagger you had said that word and it just like that that it, yeah. that is the word for you like if i could just put a word on you like when i see you the way you show up anyway on online the way you move you just have a very natural, confident, <laughs> authentic, like it's you, like, you know, you're not putting on a show. It's not a performance. It's just like you had said earlier, like, you know, it's, it's a, it's an inner depth that is just exuding very naturally out of you. That swagger. Mm. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And, and, and let me just say too, like the mischievous part is something I'm reconciling with because I have some shame about it. Um, but the other day, my housemate and friend, Julia, I was in that mischievous space and she was looking at me and she's like, you're so happy right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but yeah, but I kind of feel weird about that. I'm still kind of owning that. Like I get turned on by, by being mischievous, you know, it's like fun to me. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, yeah. It's very Scorpio. Scorpios oh, yeah. play in shadow energy a lot, right? You guys dance Ugh. in the shadows. So it's like, there's probably a part of you that there's a shadow side to the mischievous and then a playful yeah. side. So it's like, exactly. I want to poke, I want to poke the bear and then I want to yeah. play with the bear. You know what I mean? So it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, totally. So Rena, when you went, when you met Matt in person, what was your read? You know, yeah, Wow. Honestly, like honey bear. <laughs> honey bear, did you say? Honey bear, yes. <laughs> yes. It's so funny because you you do have this lion energy about you for sure. Yeah. Um, like like wise, like like kind of stoic, um, you know, in some ways, but but also like I just see you, you know, I feel like I see you and I feel you. And so I I I think I really very quickly felt into like the teddy bear in you and like, you know, the, the playful and like sensitive and tender um, aspects of you as well, you know? Um, and that was, for me, that happened pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what? I don't, I don't know if people would be surprised to hear this or not, but like, you're fun. You know, <laughs> and and like in in different ways, like, you know, jamming out in your car, listening to like Iggy Azalea and stuff. Right. Just like laying on the beach, you know, and or walking on the beach and like having meaningful dialogue or or sometimes just like saying nothing at all, you mm -hmm. know. But so it's like it's like there's fun there, too, um, in in a in a in a dynamic way. So. Yeah, that's what I would say. And then I think there's one other piece, which is like, 
you you can be you can be um serious you know you can be serious um and i actually appreciate that about you because i can be quite playful sometimes and and i i like seeing the contrast you know like mm. it kind of ground those are some of the ways i experience you and i want to say one more um which is like um you your your capacity for curation um mm. like you curate impeccably mm. what does curate mean to you well an example for for those who are watching on video like just your your environment right now the mm. art every single piece that exists behind you and around you yeah. has meaning and was selected and placed with intention and yeah. i've always experienced that from you when i'm around you and in your space you know yeah it's like yeah. It's who you are yeah, yeah thank you yeah very intentional everything is intentional in my life yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah thank you that's those are very all so beautiful beautiful yeah. reflections thank you you're welcome yeah. Okay, I want to go. I want to do one for my <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it as you were talking right now. I was like, what was my experience? So I'm going to say this, Matt, your energy that I picked up on was very different depending on our environment, going to that word, right? Yeah. So when we were hanging out one-on-one -on -one or just like a few of us, let's say like we went to uh, the park with uh, yeah. you and I, it was just you and I for a bit until Star got there, or the time that we went to the beach mm -hmm. uh, where there's just a few of us, um, very different. Uh and that energy, I would say, was very inviting, um, open, yeah. and like high, not like not like drugs high, but like high frequency. Yeah. Like, and that made you very energetically attractive, by the way, because yeah. like I'm just, of course, drawn to that high frequency. Mm -hmm. If I had to put words on it, I'm trying to find the right words. Um, definitely receptive, like mm -hmm. just this beam of like come come to me in a in a very nurturing way nurturing mm -hmm. is a good word uh yeah. and then when we were out let's say at uh, riverdale or when we were out at the bar um then it was a bit more closed off yeah <laughs> and i'd say a little bit more um anxious yeah definitely. might that be the right word like anxious like yeah. still having fun in a good time but the what i picked up from you is like um not as not as like in the in the situations at the park or uh at the beach you wanted to be there whereas yeah. with the with the being out at the bar i felt like there was a time limit like at any moment you could be like i'm done i'm out <laughs> <laughs> yeah my stoic lion like reno said has to come out and it's like um not what per perceived as like too serious or standoffish or anxious and it's because i'm picking up on so much like it's overload on my system. Like I'm at, at at the club or anything. Like I can feel everybody's energy around me, and I I, I go into overload. So, yeah. When I, you're in that space, I feel like this little boy who just wants to run up to you and like <laughs> wrap my arms around your waist and bury my face in your chest. I <laughs> just like love the shit out of you. You guys are just be sniffing each other. Let's not lie. I know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. This has been really fun. Yeah, it was um, a fun episode. Yeah. So for the viewer listener out there, what you can do is send this episode to one of your friends and ask them to give you an energetic reading and do it with them. So uh, I liked I liked the ending there, guys. Is there anything you guys want to add on the topic of energetic attraction before I wrap this up? No, I feel good. No, not really. That's All right. Great. Awesome. So uh, for our viewers and listeners, thank you for coming on this ride with us. I want to thank, as always, uh, our wise and wonderful co-hosts, Matt and Reno. Um, if you're listening to us, please uh, give us five stars wherever you're listening to us. That helps us a lot. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe if you're not already subscribed and share with us in the comments. What do you find energetically attractive? Uh, and again, share this episode with a friend and do do a reading. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today and have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>